Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris. Hello and welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast, where we are friendly, we try to help in whatever ways that we can, and we are a podcast, at least most days. Some days we are just... That last thing is mostly true. That last thing is mostly true. Some days we just like talk over text and we're like, hey, don't ever tell anyone publicly what we just said. Because we liked the music and we can't tell people that. That's just not allowed. Um, apparently last night was too much fluffing is against the rules. Even when they play a fluffing song in the middle of the second set. But we're going to get to that. We're so, so far away from the fluff head from last night. We have so much to talk about. As Matt Higgins, guest from yesterday, says, last night was Mike's night. I think that there's 
There's something to that. Mike had a few notable songs throughout the show. Shermuth says, it was a very shareable groove. It also had quite a groove to Sharon. I don't know what he's talking about. Do you guys know what he's talking about? I don't know. Maybe he can explain it to us. But I got to meet Matt on lot yesterday. Oh, nice. Sherman, explain that to us. Where is the groove that we shared in? Uh, Maybe we have to get through the show to talk about it. I don't know. Sci-fi show. Two Sci-Fi Soldier songs. The most that we've heard since the Sci-Fi Soldier show. Just wild. Um, We are going to bring on two incredible guests. One of whom I believe cooked Megan food yesterday. Another whom is a good friend of Megan's. Like uh, this is the Megan Mike's show in so many different ways. I'm really, really excited. We're going to bring them on here shortly. We've got a few points of business that we got to get through. But Elliot Chigger, who can be found online at the Chig, which is like one of my favorite Twitter handles I've ever heard in my entire life. I kind of want to steal so it, but I don't think that you can do that with Twitter handles. I don't think it's. It would also not apply to me. It just like sounds authoritative and really awesome. As well as Erica Lewis, who. Uh, is going to be joining us to talk through this show. So we'll bring them both on here shortly. We do want to tell you all about, and we just got a note here from Shermuth. The show speaks for itself in the groove sharing experience. So you're not going to explain it to me, dude? No, we don't have, have to, to explain it to anybody. That's the show's <laughs> over. Just do the ad reads. We're done. It's done. We just told you about the show. No, um, we do want to tell you all, all about our great friends passion house coffee we are powered here at the helping friendly podcast and at osiris by a few things music you all know this we love music we kind of music is kind of our thing but we are also powered by coffee i'm drinking some coffee right now because you know this is just the way it goes we're also always drinking passion house coffee we now have our very own blend the ocean of Osiris. It just rolls off the tongue and rolls off the waves. It gives you hope through waves. There's planets with waves and souls all everywhere. So much happening. We want you to visit passionhousecoffee.com to get some of this and other coffee today. Use the code that you see on the screen here, Osiris, if you're listening to us, O-S-I-R-I-S, for free shipping on every order. We have a contest that we are running all summer long. This is required by both us, Passion House, and Fish for everything to go right. That's all going to make sense here in a second because when Fish plays an ocean song, tag at Osiris Pod plus at Passion House Coffee. Once again, that's at Osiris Pod plus at Passion House Coffee on Twitter. Use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris. Get it? Ocean of Osiris. We will pick two winners at random at each show. Now, Fish decided last night, we don't want to play any ocean songs. That's cool. That's up to them. We have a surprise in store for all of you because we do still have some winners for our Passion House contest, which you're wondering to yourself, what's going on? What what are you talking about? Hey, we just love giving away the goods of Passion House Coffee. So more on that in a second, because we also have to tell you about Atlantic City. Not the Bruce song that some people think is the band song. It's the Bruce song. It's a Bruce song. We've got to tell you all about Atlantic City. Fish is coming to Atlantic City. Not this weekend. This weekend they're going to to Crab Country. They're going to Atlantic City next weekend. You can get your fish tickets at osirispod.com slash AC. Head on over there if you don't have tickets. 
for fish at Atlantic City. You can get them through OsirisPod.com at AC. We have a full weekend of free events coming to you. I was going to say, aren't those free? Like, you need a ticket, but they're free. So just, right? Isn't that right? There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Because in addition to us having tickets for the fish shows on August 5th, 6th, and 7th, we also have a free weekend of events happening at the Anchor Rock Club on Saturday, August 6th from 2 to 4 p.m. We've got John Barber of the Disco Biscuits playing an acoustic set, which is so cool. So awesome to think that he is going to play his music acoustically for people and talk about it and engage. It's going to be amazing. As well as on Sunday, August 7th, we are going to be doing an auction benefiting the water wheel. That uh, Both of those days, we're going to do a bit of an HF pod recap live for you all across the auction platform, whatnot. And on Sunday, we'll be doing an auction benefiting the Water Wheel Foundation. We'll be discussing fish, we'll have special guests, and we'll be auctioning off fish vinyl, posters, shirts, and other hard-to-find memorabilia. So please join us for both of these events. We want to thank our sponsors, our wonderful sponsors at Tone Wood Brewing. We'll have many, many, many of their amazing beers on tap. You can find more information for this event at osirispod.com slash Osiris live. And all of this leads up to another incredible contest that we are running. We ran, we asked you all for your memories of fish in Atlantic city. There've been some great shows from fish in Atlantic city. My favorite memory is the twist from November 1st, 2013 that touches on under pressure and just gets this like joyous zone. And it feels like this band taking this deep breath after debuting 12 songs the night before. It's just, it's amazing. Really quick, Jonathan, do you have a favorite memory from Atlantic City Fish? Kind of. That same night when I realized how much of a fire trap Boardwalk Hall probably was. And I decided I'd never go back in that room because it terrifies me. Uh, but that show was really good. It's a great show. How about you, Meg? Do you have any any memories from Fish in Atlantic City? I've only been once last year, Sunday night, the last show. I drove down last minute, went with someone I had only met once. Super spontaneous. I had the absolute best time. Super fun show. Great vibes. I ended up going to the Jerry dance party afterwards and dancing to like Happy Jerry tunes till like two in the morning. So. I'm going back for all three nights this year because it's so fun. She's doing it. And that that show, that Sunday night show, that was a ton of fun. Um, Well, we asked all of you out there in the world, what was your favorite AC fish memory? And we have four winners who are getting a three night pass to fish in Atlantic city. Our winners are amazing. Mike Hamad, Hope beach, and on Twitter at Mr. Minneapolis, as well as at Shane Hugh Law. And I mentioned brief previously. Awesome. They're also winning some Passion House coffee. They're also winning what? some Ocean of Osiris. What? They're getting it all. They're going to see fish in Atlantic City and they're going to get Passion House coffee. So congratulations to the four of you. We will be in touch. If you're not watching the show live, that doesn't negate anything. We'll be in touch to get you your tickets as well as to get you your coffee. Pretty amazing stuff here from Cyrus, from Fish, from Atlantic City. Look, people are winning already. I keep talking about it. Go to Atlantic City. You're going to win. I promise. I promise. No, don't don't take my gambling advice. But um, Seeing Fish is a win. Seeing Fish is a win. How you doing the casino is your own problem. 
having good coffee, that's a win. So we're really, really excited about that. Um, last two points I just want to uh, uh, highlight here. We have two events that are coming up past the Atlantic City weekend. We're just doing so much this upcoming summer. Osiris Live will be at the Cooperage in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on Thursday, August 11th for an evening of music and conversation with Riley Walker. I said it on the show before, but it's worth mentioning again. One of my favorite singer, songwriter, guitarists, Humans Alive. RJ and I will be interviewing him and you can get tickets at the link on the screen or if you're listening, osirispod.com slash Milwaukee. In addition, see that dude right next to me who's just staring sternly at the screen? Yeah, it's you. It's you, John. You and I, Jonathan Hart and I will be interviewing Taper's Choice at Larimer Lounge in Denver, Colorado on Wednesday, August 31st. That will be happening the night before the first four-night Dicks run. I am so, so, so excited about that. This is a band I've been wanting to see for so long. Uh, Jonathan, sitting down and talking with this band with you is going to be a ton of fun. So I am very, very excited about this. Get your tickets for that at osirispod.com slash Denver. And that's Denver with an ER. I already have FOMO about this. I have like pre-event FOMO. It's not too late for you to show. You can be there. Just come out for that show and then be like, you know what? I'm going to stick around for some fish uh, at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Um, I'm trying to stay married, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The woes of every fish fan. I get it. Um, Last thing I want to say before we go live, we have good friends over at Wook Plus who have excellent content that is going out on a weekly and nightly basis. So the lot goes live pre-shows on Wednesdays throughout tour. And the after fish after show goes live 15 minutes post-show. You can watch both of those on Twitter at Wook Plus and on YouTube if you search Wook Plus, all one word. I'll be on there this weekend to recap the uh, Meriwether shows. So I'm really, really excited about that. Megan's been on. Jonathan's been on. It's really, really great stuff. Awesome dudes. Kevin Hogan should be somewhere in the chats saying something hilarious and insightful it's all totally. at once, which I have no idea how he does that. But, uh, you know, it's it's the it's way the that best. they roll. All right. I think that we should bring on Elliot and Erica to talk through night two of Fish at Jones Beach. Elliot, Erica, welcome up, guys? to HF Pod. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Oh, so good. Yay! So good to be here. You're really happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy so, so to have you guys here. Yeah. How are you guys feeling coming off of the glow of yet another fish show? Elliot, how, how are you feeling today? I feel great. I, I got to tell you, a 15-minute ride home after a fish show is a hell of a lot better than two, two and a half coming from Hartford <laughs> or Philly. So to have fish in my backyard 15 minutes away, hometown show, it is nice to get home quickly, nice to shower, get to bed at a normal, somewhat normal time, and then you know refuel, get ready for, for this or the next show coming up. I love it. Yeah, I. this is why I love the Dick shows is – we have a back road out of out of Dick's Sporting Goods. We get away from the traffic. We get on the road, and we're back home in ten minutes. I'm like, I'm on my back patio, just basking in the glow. It's it's nothing like it. There's you travel, but then you have the hometown shows, and it's something That's else. That's right. That sounds all right. I got Erica, home how are you GPS doing? the other night. My friend was so impressed. He's like, "You don't need a GPS." I was like, "Yeah, I live here." <laughs> It is impressive on Long Island. That is. That is. 
Erica, how are you doing? I'm good. Today? I'm I'm so good. I'm a little tired, and um, but smiles for miles, and I feel like for a few days I'm gonna have these smiles. It's, it was just such a great night, and um, I got to see Megan, and I get to see her again now, and I'm just so happy to be here. I love it. I love it. And Megan, you are coming from a fish show as well. You are two nights into this tour. How are you feeling after last night? Same as Erica and Elliot. I'm just totally blissed out. Last night was exhausting, but in like the best of ways. I just, this whole run, the energy was just so high and the band is playing at such an incredible level right now. And last night, just seeing so many friends and being with old friends and these new friends, it was just, it's been a magical two days. So um, I might run away on tour and never come back. That's a good plan. I like that. I like that plan. Energy is something that we want to talk about because these are the quasi They didn't, they didn't play York. that last night. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, that's, <laughs> always that's get these. Okay, I, I don't know why I'm looking at October 2021, but you know we'll 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 get right on track. No, uh, these are the quasi New York City shows of of the tour. I know that we're on Long Island. We're in a very we're, we almost might as well be in a different state, but you know we're in the New York regional area. Follow me here, guys. Um, I want to ask you guys, this is obviously an area that the band loves to play. They have not played Jones Beach until uh, Tuesday night since 2013, which was a famously rainy, cold, very just like frigid show from everything I've heard from people, but actually was uh, it had an amazing second set. Um, this weekend's this these mid midweek shows seemed a bit different. Erica, starting with you, we we want to talk about the vibe of the show, and the vibe of the show segment is sponsored by our friends at Section One Nineteen. They are the premier apparel brand where many fans shop to represent their favorite band in everyday life. They've got sophisticated designs and epic quality. Section 119 offers donut-inspired button-down shirts, board shorts, dry-fit polos, and hoodies, among many more awesome clothing types. You can use the code on the screen, SUMMER22, for a 20% discount on your next purchase. You'll absolutely love your new gear. You can score 20% off once again on your next order with SUMMER22. So in that vein... Eric, what was the vibe of the show like for you as you were walking in last night? Oh my God. The, I just want to say I was at that show and it was that thir- 2013 and I've never done this before. I left. I was like, I don't care what they play. I was miserable. There was one, one warm place in the whole venue and it was the girls bathroom all the way in the top. <laughs> and it was just, <laughs> it was terrible. And we left. Um, and it's not my favorite venue. I was not planning on going to Jones Beach. I was like, it has to be just the right thing. And I got a text like last week from a friend that said, I have a pit ticket for Jones. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to Jones Beach because that's really the only scenario that I could have seen. I just don't like the the outside. Great. The drive in, you know, it's pretty. But in the venue anywhere, but pit really is not not for me. It's a little too steep for me. <laughs> but, um, you know, we parked and met up with friends. And two seconds later, I was already in the show. I, I just, I don't know. They had pit and they just wanted to get in. I found myself in so early. I ended up with a poster, which was nice. also getting in early. And I don't know. Just the vibe was just like I've seen two shows already this summer. And I feel like the vibe was the same. Just everyone was just so happy and everyone was so kind. And 
I just all goodness all around, like even in pit with like the dance floor, like, you know, people get like freaked out about space. Like people would walk by or like where we were sitting, they're like, we're not taking your space. We're not, don't worry. Like, I, I don't know. It just seemed communal. And I don't know. People were just really grateful to be there. I for sure was ended up coming also last minute. So it was just all good. We were with really good old friends some newer friends and right behind us were people that I've just seen on tours forever for decades. So that's cool. It was great. It was just so good. I love that. I love that. How about, how about you, Elliot? What was, what was the vibe like for you going in? Vibe? Like I said before, super homey, not only for me, but being local, you know, getting there at four o'clock, setting up a great barbecue chill on law. We had the fake AstroTurf down so everyone was just, you know, chilling with their feet nice. in the grass and coming off of, you know, Hartford and man, which were just offensively hot and like yeah. being able to not sweat your butt off and actually not be afraid of the sun and not have dust kicking up or gravel kicking up. Cause it's actually a well-kept parking lot. Everyone was just very laid back, willing to share tons of vendors. Shakedown was huge. I think it was four rows wide. Um, you know, the cops have become much more laid back. I, I don't know what the story is with the venue, if it's still considered state owned because he still had state troopers on the lot, but like there are balloons all around them. There are vendors. You used to not be able to walk around with a beer without getting mm. hassled by a cop. So now that the venue's not dry anymore, it's just become much more like just like a backyard chill. Um, and you know, to Erica's point, the venue is tremendously steep. I won't sit up above a certain section because I just feel like I'm a tall guy and I feel like I'm going to fall down, you know, cause I'm just that much higher. But if you, when you think about it, there really isn't a bad seat because even the highest seat I think is closer than like the riser section at MSG. You're closer to the stage and the lights than you are being across the MSG arena. So Everything is kind of like you're on top of one another. The seats are a little cramped, but we were in section one, Rage and Mike's side, and you know, sound was good, not too loud, not you know, I didn't even have to put in the earplugs, but um, it was it, it was a real homey feel. And you know, as much as they did not play an ocean song, I think Yamar's a great song to play on an ocean, and we were right good there. Point. That's a it's good a beach point. tune if there ever was yeah. one. It's it, it's it's that point in tour where like it feels like we have an established sensation that no matter what happens you're in for surprises from set list choices from where jamming happens and you're in for a show that is going to i think be really re-listenable on the long you know, on the long-term standpoint in, in the immediate in the moment like it just feels like a really good show it's very vibey and that like mixture at where we're at in tour, it there's there's a good sentiment where we're at right now. It seems like everyone going into each show feels pretty excited. And the 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 aspects you guys are talking about, about like the reunion with good friends, coming back to see the band, um, plus the music, you know that like the concert that night, it's gonna be uh surprising in a really good way and it's gonna be really re-listenable. It's it's a good mixture to have right now. Oh, so it's yeah. good. Yeah, I think everybody walking in at this point in the tour is got to know that it's not going to be bad you know right. fish right. playing really high level so anticipation is high so that that always feeds the vibes you know it's um cool. we're a far cry from you know i don't want to name a tour but you know a, the kind of tour where people are walking and going i don't know why i'm here i just stay on the lot or some nonsense like Very that true. this is so everybody i think we should 
probably keep hearing these kind of consi- fairly consistent replies from people like, and you know, it's we're funny. ready for a good he, time. There was a, there was a subway series going on, right? Mets versus Yankees last night in the night yeah. before. So like the parking lot, I got to say it was heavily Mets fan. I happened to be a Yankee fan. I was tailgating with a bunch of Mets fans, which is okay. And we put that all aside for fish. And there were a lot of people <laughs> who were like, you know what? I wasn't supposed to come tonight. I had tickets for the game, but I sold those and I came to fish. I said, you know why? Because fish, you can't lose at fish. Your no, team can lose at baseball, and someone's going to be upset, but you're not going to walk out upset from a fish show, except in 2013 when it rained like that. <laughs> that's why I gave up sports. <laughs> it's it's a good no, that's a really good point. I when the Cubs were in the World Series in twenty sixteen, we had a three game losing streak in the middle of the World Series, and I just turned one game off and I turned on uh the fish show because I had that same mindset. I was like, I'm gonna get the same things I get from a baseball game where I have no idea what's gonna happen. It's gonna be nuances but I can't lose the concert's right. going to win no matter what. So I can't be sad at the end of this. Um, let's dive into it. Cause another point I was just looking at this, the last couple of shows are uh, debut year average for each show has really been markedly set in the mid 1990s. Last night's was 1997. It's interesting. Cause the night before was 2000, but those Bethel shows, those were 94, 95 in terms of the average year of debut, the show that is the one outlier over the last five was uh, Hartford, which was a 2005 year average. So like we're hearing the band do this really unique thing where they debut new songs, they're playing new songs, they're featuring new songs. But last night really felt like a, uh, a classic set list in a lot of cases. Yeah. And Brian, um, that really makes me want to go and dig up all my 2005 fish tapes and hear what <laughs> they sounded like then. It is an interesting thing that like 2005 <laughs> is signified as uh it's just that average year there. This is average but year. um jumping yeah. into uh I saw a trace show in 2005 that was not memorable coming off of a very bad Cubs loss. But we don't have to go down that road. We're going to stay in the happy space here. Um 72722 Jones Beach Theater. Set 1 reads Mike Song in the Wolfman's into Yamar 46 days into It's Ice. All of these dreams something living here. Nice little return of that song into Axel part two, which is just back, which is wild into circus into run like an antelope, which at that point I was like, Oh my God, what are we doing with Vika pug group? Does it even exist anymore? Um, Elliot, starting with you, what was your highlight of set one and what was the overall feeling of set one to you? So I'll start with the overall feeling. So on the lot and you know, I was talking to my buddy as we were setting up the tailgate, I said, we're, we're due for a Mike's group. It's a Long Island type thing. It's an island tour type thing. We're due for the Mike's groove. They've done Mike's by itself. They've done Simple by itself. They've done Weekapog by itself. But we haven't gotten a proper groove. So when they opened with Mike's, I was like, oh, here it comes. But then it went right into Wolfman's. And I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Wolfman's as my highlight. It was a, a just a well-played, beautiful peaks and blissful peaks by Trey. Uh, you know, Trey was harmonizing well. Fishman is by far highlight of this run. He is just a driving force of beat and, and, and pushing the, the, the boundaries of where the song should go. It was, wasn't so out there, right? 13 minutes or so, but it was a welcome, you know, I had some friends calling it as well. Um, it was just a welcome upbeat Wolfman. Like I had everybody rocking. It was groovy. It was funky. Um, you know, there was a point right as they uh, segued from 46 days into It's Ice, Trey was calling for its ice. And as they came out of its ice, they're about to go into something. And Trey hits a chord. And I tell you, my knees buckled, my body froze. And I said, oh, my God, what are they doing? And I thought, 
and three other people around me thought they were going into Terrapin too. And I almost fell to my knees, but it was, it was all of these dreams and going back and listening to it. It does sound a little bit like the opening chord to Terrapin. And I'm thinking, did we undersell this show so much that they're going to do that to us (laughs) and give us that? I'm like, no way. There's no way. And sure enough, it wasn't, but it was a well-flowed set. It did have that old school vibe, even though you had a few new songs in there. Um, You know, Great way to end it when they came with the antelope. It was like, okay, set closer, set two week of pog, or maybe an encore week of pog, and more to follow on that. More to follow on that. The it, that moment of like, wait, are they about to do this? Is is always such a that's like a very specific fish moment. And even oh, if yeah. they don't like you, like the fact that you get that is just it's such a cool thing. My my Hard body took time to rush. recover. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, my, I like I had to pick myself up off the floor. You needed a, a ballad to be able to like deal with that moment. Oh, like, for to sure. Just take a breath. Um, Erica, what was your big highlight of set one? Uh, I, I'm never good with picking one. There's just, there were so many moments like that first note, right? When they came out, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is going to be the show. And um, I don't know. There were so many groovy, funky kind of like 70s feels like throughout that first set i always am hoping for a yamar or something like that and, and axel i've been waiting to hear that again axel too for a very very long time um it's it's hard for me to pick a favorite it was just all danceable we were just having like a full-on dance party and you know the thing that i love about this band is that you know, you could be 16 again with them and mm. be where you are with them. Like it evolves, we evolve, but it always brings us back to that like magic. And I, I had lots of moments last night of that and just gratitude. Like oh, I yeah. keep getting to hear this and I'm with the same people that I've been seeing this band forever with. And it's just, so for me, it's just on and on and on. Sorry, I know there's not one, but it was just, it was chock full of amazing moments for me. And if I can add something, you know what yeah. this, what they've done is get us off our game and that we have no idea what's coming and what they could do with totally. each song so like i got a note that i wrote in my you know into my phone during circus where i'm like any song can go and they could take off with anything so like anything gets played 46 days wasted no time and got like really down and dirty quickly and then they you know they transitioned out of it and so it's like okay it wasn't that one and then circus and i was like circuits could do it Trey's tone is like awesome and funky and i'm like yeah. who knows and it just it keeps you guessing which is it, it's like being a kid again you just don't know you think after hundreds of shows you're seeing oh i know exactly what they're going to do i know what this song is going to sound like but we don't and that's great i had I, I know exactly what you're talking about and i think that it's it's something they, they seem to have cracked open last year it felt in the fall tour that it was super disorienting to see a fish show. And I saw two shows back to back where slave to the traffic light was smack in the middle of the first set coming out of jams slave to the traffic light. Like I'm not one for every song has to have like a placement, but slave to the traffic light it encores last night. It's like the resolution moment. It's like Harry hood. When you hear it, you become reflective on everything you've experienced that night and all the songs you heard. And you kind of, your memories start flashing back, but you also know instinctually okay, the show's about to end. Like I got to start getting my stuff in order so I can get out of here and get home at a reasonable hour. Slave to the traffic light midway through first set. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like I'm feeling feelings I should be feeling in two hours, but I'm feeling them now. And to your point, Elliot, like there's so many moments in these shows where like it could just take off where they could play a song that has 
in past eras, no business being played midway through the first set. And it's played here and it just, it throws you off your game in terms of what you expect. Um, Megan, what was, what was your big highlight? What were your big thoughts on first, on the first set? I mean, what's amazing is thinking about what you were just saying, both of you, is that even though they're changing up the set list game so much, you get shows like last night where the flow and consistency and kind of the whole vibe of the set is so complete. I felt like the whole show just flowed so perfectly. About three songs in, I was like, is this going to be a show of all my favorite songs? And then even the songs that like weren't my favorite were like the perfect song for that moment. You know, it was mm. just, I felt like it was just such an amazing show. And my highlights were definitely Axel of Part 2 because always, always, always give me that song. That energy is just so electric and it was just so fun. I was in a really cool spot. I was actually on the dock, um, which is like on the water basically. So I was surrounded by water and I could kind of all the way on Mike's side. And I could look up and see the whole entire venue and everybody's wow. hands in the air and like the white lights. And it was just like to be sitting there and seeing that many people like emoting positive energy is just electric. So I loved Axel part two. And then I thought the antelope was like one of my highlights, which is not really usually my favorite song, but it was so cool how Fishman was doing those like funky, weird effects in the intro They've just been doing this to all these old songs like Gin and Animal. It's just so fun to hear them kind of like contemporary, contemporized? What's that word? Updated. Update. You know what I mean. Make it, <laughs> modernize it, change it up. <laughs> Can you tell I'm in a fish shows for two days? I'm like a little bit <laughs> No, good, good point, Mangy, with that effect pad. I mean, I didn't know who it was coming from at first because some of them sounded like laser beam water drops or something like that. But I realized it was Fishman because you started getting all these things. It was very cool that effect pad added something to it. There's even beyond Fishman, like there was a point, I think it was the night before, I think it might have been during the leaves, where my wife and I were watching the show and she was like, Who is making those sounds? And I had to like listen closely. It was this very weird, like it almost sounded like a vocoder. And I finally realized just like they shut they zoomed in on mike and he was the one playing it like they all have these toys that are yeah. up on stage now that they're incorporating into these jams and into moments like the intro to antelope um one thing i want to just note here from the comments before i get your highlight jonathan uh this is a really really cool remark that we need to uh, uh, highlight here from Nick Hazard anecdote to share with the community. Last night was my first show for my aunt and cousin. Since my uncle Mike, Mike passed away from COVID last year, he was a lifelong dead and fish fan and a long Islander. And the follow-up here is it was amazing how the universe delivered them a show long Mike's groove in Mike's memory. That's amazing. Wow, that is like, beautiful. yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Nick. Our, our thoughts are with you, with your family. So, so glad you not only got to share in that show with your family, uh, but also that you had something as like just symbolic and like, and it just like bigger than this world connection piece through music. That's a, am- that's amazing stuff. Um, I love when that happens and that's just, that's awesome. Um, Jonathan, what was your, big highlight from from the first set i gotta follow that um sorry um yeah i would i think it's wolfman's but i feel like the set really does hang together i'm kind of almost with erica here and that it kind of wolfman's probably has the jam of the set uh but i think the flow of this set is really the highlight is really the 
the thing that stands out the most, um, even through the slowdown, if you will, of all, all of these dreams. Um, something living here is dope, and I really want them to jam on it. Uh, but I also feel that about Don't Doubt Me. Um, getting ahead. So yeah, I, I just I think it's just a, a all around well shaped set, and so I don't have a singular highlight. I, I think I'm gonna take the cop out because I'm, I'm right there with you guys as well. Like it, this was a really well well constructed, well great great flowing uh, uh, set over here. I think musically, I'll go back to the Wolfman's the most. Um, that just got like. What you said, Elliot, the uh, the ability for the band, and it happened again in 46 days, you used to get these songs that you knew could get expansive, and the band would kind of hang out in the musical space of that song for five, six minutes, and then, okay, now we're ready to go off and we're ready to explore. Thinking like 2014 to 2016 type of fish, but even like at the Baker's Dozen, you'd get that, where like you wouldn't know that a song was jamming until like six, seven minutes in. Mm-hmm. Wolfman's just out of nowhere, changes keys, gets breezy. It doesn't sound like Wolfman's anymore. Like they could be playing any song. My wife went to do something with our kids when they were playing Wolfman's and she comes back and she was like, what song is this now? And like, that's happening two songs into the show. It's just, it's a sentiment we didn't get a lot, but um, I'd also say something living here. My friend was there early enough for sound check and was sending me videos of it. And we kept going back and forth. I was like, are they jamming out party time? Like what's going on here? It just sounded like this, like kind of funk groove. And then when it started, he was like, Oh my God, this was the sound check. And it has this like, that song should open a second set. That's all I'm going to say. That should open a second set. It was great, great stuff. Um, anyone have any li- lingering thoughts about set one before we move ahead? They should have played hydrogen. <laughs> they played hydrogen. I was thinking about of, you, it's ice. Ooh, That would have been ooh. so cool. I thought I should have heard the beginning of it, too. They really should. You and Brian could be like the tag team set list construction people. No, I thought they were going to play it too. It sounded like they were going to, and then, nope. Nope. It's, it would have been interesting. It'd be cool to hear the, like, Mike's hydrogen somewhere in the show and then Weekapog to end the show. That's, that's, that's the way that they take this one step further. But, you know, we got something special. Um, next we next do time. Need to, next time. Next yeah. time. Next time. We they, do need to do our, they did. Uh, they hear us. They listen. Um, we need to do our set break segment here where we take a pause we go grab a beer go grab a water we go you know kind of just revive ourselves before whatever happens in set two and our set our set break sponsor is uh brought to us by sunset lake cbd whose line of smokable hemp products are for the deadhead or the young fish fan searching for a mellow body high smoking cbd has all the benefits of high thc cannabis without the paranoia or the anxious side effects there's nine different strains from this year's harvest so there's something for everyone hawaiian haze is awesome for an outdoor show like jones beach cherry abacus is best for the end of the night all the flowers grown cured and trimmed by sunset lake cbd farmers even better sunset lake cbd's farm to table approach gets you great pricing on premium cbd flour by shipping it directly from their farm to your door you can check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the coupon code hfpod for 20 percent off all of their products elliot starting with you what is your set break routine and what did you do last night? 
All right. So I have two answers because it depends on whether my wife came to the show with me or not. <laughs> Elliot <laughs> by himself is very different than Elliot with his wife. So we all are. Nobody else is like right. that, I'm sure. So when, when the wife is with me, and now mind you, she's been to 80 some odd shows, so she's right there behind me. Um, you know, she's usually towards the end of the set, going to the bathroom, doing her water refill. So that come set break, she doesn't have to go anywhere. She sits. She's my anchor. I know how to get back to her. I go out. I went down into the uh, the orchestra to see some friends last night, even though security was like, oh, you don't have a ticket. I said, you'll see me the whole time. Don't worry. And I saw a bunch of people, hung out with some old friends, then went out, refilled my water, walked around just to walk around. Because, again, home show, you're going to see some some great faces, um, but always, you know, come back, check on the wife, see if she's doing all right. A lot of people around her started talking to her. So they were, they were all keeping her uh, engaged. When the wife's not there, it's, it's more the same. I just don't come back to my seat until lights, you know, just before lights go down. Um, usually I will not stand on the line to go to the bathroom. So I'll, I'll find a time during first or second set to, you know, go, you know, relieve myself. But, uh, just, you know, meeting up with friends who, because, like, you go into the show with 30 people, but we're all scattered around. So we, we try and just run into each other and hang out, talk, you know, expectations for set opener and that kind of stuff. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe sometimes at set break where you just kind of oh, take yeah. that stroll and you see some people, you get into some conversations. Uh, Erica, how about you? What is your set break routine and how, how did you handle it last night? I usually stay put. Unless there's someone very special that I need to find. Last night it was Megan and I did. We actually met up. And that's what's nice actually I like about, I guess it's not my least favorite venue now to be with the pit and be, you know. Um, and it's like you could find people easily. I ran into a bunch of people. Um, and um, yeah, unless you're visiting from California and I'm only going to see you at set break, I will make the trek around MSG and try to find you. Um, so usually I'm just sitting and recovering and resting for the next, you know, whatever dance party is going to ensue in second set. But I did meet up with Megan last night. I got super hydrated and brought tons of water back and <laughs> right when the lights went out and got back to um where Perfect. we were and i did i did see you for one second megan right when the lights went out but you the did crowd started to roar so oh, yeah awesome. <laughs> i was looking for you i didn't see you it was so fun eric and i met up with our other friends mike and the three of us used to see shows together in 97 and so and other years in the 90s but 97 we saw a lot together and it's just it was so fun to like have the three of us in this big group sweaty hug and just recognize we've been seeing this band together for 25 years and how awesome it is. So that was a special moment. Yeah. Thanks for leaving your spot. That was my, my first show. I went with him. He's my friend from Sleepaway camp too. So it's just like full circle. And again, that's just why I love this band. Yeah. Sleepaway camp was my entrance to fish as well. It's a, it's a very yep. fitting way to, to do it. But I, it's funny, Elliot, you, your routine is what I wish I could, I wish I could just go and explore and come back right when I need to. I know that I'm going to come back after the lights are down and I'm going to come back to like, I don't know where my seat is. So I just like sit down in my place. You come to me if you want to hang out yeah. type of thing, but, but you've got, you've got the right vibe. I like that. You just, you just wander, hang out. Yeah. That's it. Um, Last night I strolled in and literally set my water down and the lights went down and I was like, oh. nailed it. 
Nailed it. Nice. Somewhat so of an expert you are. Yeah, yeah I've done expert. it a few there times. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of myself for doing something I've done a million times before. <laughs> well, let's let's dive into set two here. So they come back out. They always do. You know, they always come back out for a second set. You know what's going to happen. Uh, they come out. They play No Man in No Man's Land into Down With Disease, uh, into Don't Doubt Me, the second sci-fi soldier song of the show, which went right into Golden Age, into Life Boy, into Fluffhead. And then we finally close the chapter on this big, long, sprawling mic's groove before coming out and closing out the encore with Slave to the Traffic Light. Um, Erica, starting with you, what was your highlight of the second set encore? And it's okay if it was the entire thing. <laughs> it probably was the entire precedent. thing, but I can't, yes, yes. I mean, I don't know. I just also... Uh, you know, post COVID or even post, you know, breakup, it's just any show that we get to see is gravy. Like it is mm. the icing on the cake. And I, you know, and I don't know, I could go on and on, but I know that's another show. But um, I think it was the Don't Doubt Me into Golden Age. I kept mm. thinking they were going to play it a little bit in Bethel, a little bit in Hartford. I'm like, I feel like they just want to play it. And I really wanted to hear it. Um, and then, I always, I always want to hear 46 days. So those, I guess, yeah, I don't have one again. <laughs> but um, again, it was just like 70s, kind of funky, very danceable, groovy. And my husband, who is more of a deadhead, more into reggae, he's been to tons of shows accidentally because of me. He appreciates them. He loves <laughs> them. He's like, I know I'm not the fan, but... He's like, I don't know. I feel like this is like the set, like 77 for the dead. Like this is, people are going to look back on these years of fish and just be like, they were just on their game. And mm. he doesn't dance much, but he's like, you know, if, when they're in the pocket, I will dance. And he was definitely grooving last night. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people were feeling all of that. Definitely I like that. Him. The accidental and, and, fish fan. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a really good book about like yeah. someone's, <laughs> someone's significant other who's like, I don't know why I've seen 150 fish shows, but like my partner just dragged me to all of them. <laughs> fish adjacent for so long. Right, right. I think you bring up a really good point. I'm curious, uh, Elliot and Megan, you guys were in the venue, what your thoughts were on this. Like last night, more than almost any other show on this tour, it felt like the second set rather than having like a distinct moment that I'm going to go back to like the leaves from the night before, or like the wave of hope from Hartford, so on and so forth. It felt like the whole set had this like thematic arc to it. That was just grooving and it was danceable and it was upbeat. Elliot, do you have any thoughts on that or do you? Yeah. Have kind of I, I, I tend to agree with that. Cause I went coming out of it. I was like, okay, I was taking notes. I said, no man's is actually growing legs. It's going somewhere. But then, you know, Fishman was just rocking and it goes into a really nice disease. Now I can't compare it to the Bangor disease, but it was a well-played disease. And then at one point, like Trey was trying to call for something. The band wouldn't let him out, which I love like Fishman and, <laughs> and Paige like would not let him transition. Then when they went into don't doubt me, not only did I have a sticker that I put on my hat before leaving the house yesterday, because some dude at Hartford, I brought my kid to Hartford, my four and a half year old daughter, and we had a whole lawn chill with a bunch of other families. And at one point I brought her down to the pavilion and some guy just hands me a Don't Doubt Me sticker. I really hadn't even known what the song sounded like, but then I realized I'm wearing a hat with a sticker on it as they're playing it. I think the, 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 the 
they were collectively, I think, working towards Weekapog. I think they knew they were going to end with yeah. Weekapog. So I kind of feel like that rounded out the set that they knew they were working towards something. So agreed. There wasn't originally I was going to say, oh, Sigma, uh, uh, Golden Age was was my highlight. But then I went back and I, I listened and I backed it up. I'm like, I, I think it's the the don't doubt me into Golden Age with that yeah. seamless, like true arrow going right into it. I think that would be my highlight. But really. You know, the No Man's was fiery. The Down with Disease was special. And then just the way they finished it out, you know, they could have ended on Fluffhead. They could have ended on Weekbox. Right. They threw the Fluffhead in. So, you know, it, it was it was great. I, I was calling for a, uh, uh, a, a Lizard's uh, Encore. My buddy's like, what about Weekapog? And I'm like, I don't know. This show didn't really feel like a groove because they, they stopped and started. They had finishes to songs. Maybe they'll save it for another night. But then sure enough, we get attended and it was slow. It was funky. It was really like well spaced out like they had been planning to play it. Yeah, I thought it was a really it was a it was a cool way to close off the the Mike's groove in the sense of like both like the symmetrical you're you're getting one one set is Mike's song. The last set is the groove part, but also like it was it was a nice like nine minute long jam yeah. that like kind of went a little bit of places um russ tab here said the jams felt a little deeper last night than the uh segway fest from earlier in the tour i think that i agree with that like no man in no man's land disease like they didn't go as far as they have in previous versions this year you mentioned banger no man had an almost 30 minute version from msg but they got to a place where like they were they were clearly exploring new territory before going into a new song um megan what about you you are Last night to me feels like one of your shows in terms of just like the groove nature of it. Did did you have a big highlight as second set? It's funny as I was looking back at the set list this morning, I was thinking the same kind of thing. Like, what was my favorite? Oh, I love No Man. I love Down with Disease. And I was like, oh, the first half of that set was so good. And I was like, wait, so was the second half? Like, it was. I thought the whole set was just tremendous and. It was like one long dance party for me. Like I left the show. I actually had no idea what was played really. I was just like, I just danced so hard that I really was just lost in the moment of the music. And I, of course, I think that you're all right that that transition from Don't Doubt Me into Golden Age was just tremendous. And that song, it really hit in a fun way last night. It was fun seeing everybody kind of like light up with these new songs. And I think that's what was so cool about the show too. It was this really great balance of like super old school fish, but with new sounds and textures. And then new songs that just fit in perfect. I think they're really finding cool places to put these sci-fi soldier songs in a way that's like really successful. So I thought the whole set was tremendous. Yeah, that last point you made, I, I'd been wondering, like, are we is is the howling going to be the only song that really comes over? You know, we got that one knucklebone broth avenue. It seems we got uh, I'm in Miami to close uh, in the encore slot in um, uh, Alabama it really seems like they're starting to figure out ways to throw them in. And I thought last night, I feel like we're going to hear them more throughout the remainder of the tour. Cause both of those versions were great. I, I'm right there with you guys. My personal moment that I will go back to and listen repeatedly was that don't doubt me into golden age. I honestly thought the jam segment of disease when that went into don't doubt me, when they came out of the song of don't doubt me, I was like, we're going right back into whatever that jam was. And we're going to hear the disease like again, but then like Trey just, he kind of forced it in a good way. Like it, it needed to go someplace and it just felt seamless into golden age. Um, Jonathan, what about you? What was your big highlight? Uh, I think it's no men. 
uh, the whole set, yeah. of course, is great, and I have thoughts on it, and I, I'll share them here in a second. But they very quickly went out in No Man in No Man's Land. And I think it kind of goes to what we've been seeing all this time, all this tour, is that they are really ready to jam, hungry to the to jam. The songs themselves are less the thing than the jam. Um, Rust Tab's comment that you had up earlier is that the jams felt a little deeper than the Segfests from early in tour. Totally true. If you, you know, one thing you can get from looking at the set lists and the timings is that they spent a little bit more time in fewer songs with this set, this second set. So you get a 12 minute jam and a 13 minute, then a nine minute and a six minute. Um, the pacing is outstanding. Don't doubt me, it's fire i want that but i want it longer i want more um, mm-hmm. they didn't finish down with disease so that's another interesting thing is trey actually didn't force Come, push didn't go back the, yeah everybody's saying he always does that right well and he he does a lot in the past few years like a lot a lot but didn't hear um and nobody's really touched on the life boy Oh my God! Play that but at yeah. every show, please. <laughs> there yeah. it is, at Higgins. You know, Life Boy was beautiful mm-hmm. and perfectly placed after the the Golden Age, and I had no idea. I was completely surprised when they went to Fluffhead. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" At this hour, and uh, I know and sure, it was getting late. Yeah, it, well, it felt late for a Fluffhead. You know, it didn't feel like the yeah. show was over. Um, but, and, and somewhere in the early in the set, I was like, are they going to play week or we're going to get one where they play it like tomorrow or Friday or something, which would have been fine. Um, but yeah, cool, cool set. No men is my highlight. Everything else is really great too. The week too was just like that feeling of resolution, just like the perfect blissy peak. Like it's just a great week That was a really fun moment. I've said this before, but like there was, you, you got this last night as well on the webcast. One of my favorite videos of fish is, um, on YouTube is them playing week groove on March 31st, 1992 in Columbia, Missouri. And the way that the cameras filmed, like when they just get into the, like the, the song part of week groove, the crowd is like moving as one piece. And it's like a very singular type of dancing that only happens at fish shows. Some people insult us for this, but like, I personally love it. We all move in a very unique way that looks like a fish show. Um, there was a shot during Weekapog behind the band of the crowd and the crowd is just moving like a fish crowd. It's just like slightly off rhythm, but in rhythm and in unison, but everyone's doing their own thing. I, there's something about it. I just, I, I loved it. it. It felt very old school. Um, before we get to our last segment of the show and close things out, I do have to note uh, Brian Quintard. One thing is the shirts that Trey and Paige and Mike were wearing. Um, someone tweeted out last yeah. night that uh, was, I think you sent it to the group that uh, everyone MSG rated. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that everyone like rated. They all rated Paige's closet. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think last night was the best dressed fish show I've ever seen. Everyone looked hip. Everyone looked cool. It was great. I need to look um, back. I and then there really, was John I could just see that they were wearing patterns, but I couldn't really see much. I've got to look back. Trey shirt was two hundred and ninety-five dollars. Someone in the oh, I love when they do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Fish my buddy Dave said it. 
it, my buddy Dave texted me and said it looks like Trey is wearing a Matisse. Uh, just, yep. it, it was, it was, <laughs> it had that look to it. Um, well, my, my wife was bummed because they didn't have the they didn't have the big screens left and right of the stage on, so we had no we we really couldn't see what was going on on stage. So I don't know why they didn't have the webcast up on there, but they love you. They love you. Well, our last segment here of the show is to shout out. The lasting highlights. So we've talked about our favorite moments from first set and second set, but what is the thing that we are going to be listening to five years from now? And this is brought to us from our friends at Fans for Racial Equity, who seek to build an anti-racist live music scene and promote liberation through racial equity in the world at large by activating the collective power of our community, by facilitating thoughtful engagement around race and its intersection with other issues, free empowers fans to challenge discrimination and systematic oppression wherever they see it. To get involved in Freeze education, outreach, and community partnership programs, you can see it on the screen here. Sign up to volunteer at fansforracialequity.org or share in the groove at the free table during a show. They'll be at every venue for the rest of Fish's summer tour. Elliot, starting with you, when you think five years from now, 2027, which I don't, is 2027 going to come? I don't know. We're in such a crazy period in our lives. But if we're listening back to 2022 Fish, what are you going to be listening to? What's your moment? Oh, from this show, I'm, I'm torn. You know, the, the fluff head was near perfect, I got to say. But there are so many, you know, versions of fluff head that are, that are either perfect or near perfect. I like the week of pog. I really do. It's not your traditional week of pog. There are some week of pogs that I throw on and I'm on the highway and I'm going to get a ticket for doing 130 <laughs> in a 40 zone because it's just like, I'm going, I'm going. This was not one of those. This was like a laid back, chill week of pog. And I always love a good week of pog. So I think I'm going to come back to that in five years. I love that. I love that. It was, it was a great week. I've gotten pog. pulled over for show. dancing to fish. <laughs> <laughs> same, this is, same. This is giving me me an idea for a mini season when, uh, when we're in between tours where we can all share our driving ticketing, uh, stories based on fish jams specifically. Um, Erica, what is that one where they all get in and they like car care? We lost you. We lost you, but, um, uh, Erica, tell us what was your, what was your big highlight that you're going to look back on? Um, and it's okay if you say, I'm going to listen to this whole show. The whole show. <laughs> um, for sure the whole show, but um, I do like the Don't Doubt Me into Golden into Golden Age just because of that like segue and the the I don't know, that like disco-y funky at the that rhythm and that pace was so good. And then just like I was like really honing in on Fishman's symbols. Like the there's yeah. a lot of that. Like I wanna go back and like listen to where it was really just it was like melodic and meditated i don't know it just brought me to a new space i don't think i always pick up on it so i do want to go back and find where where was that happening but definitely those two songs together i think yeah that that was such a moment and i i love how don't doubt me just like when they start yelling, why would you doubt me? It just, it, it speaks to the community at large. Yep. Like, why would you ever doubt that this is going to, like, this is always going to be amazing no matter what era of fish we're in. It's just going to keep getting better and better. Um, I think both of what you guys said was great. I think I, the only thing I would say is I'll probably will go back and listen to this Wolfman's the most. It just got yeah. to that brizzy, airy space. And to know that it happened second song of the show is really going to just like, it's going to impact me uh, uh, long term. So, 
absolutely loved all of this stuff. It was, it was a really good show and I'm so glad you guys both got to enjoy it and you both got to yeah. share with us here. Thanks for having us. This We're is so awesome. good. And yeah. And I just, you know, just listening to you guys, I've, I've only recently discovered you through Megan, but I just love how you guys break things down and I listen to things in a different way because of this show. So I just, you know, thanks for putting this out there and it's all just, you know, about the love of the band and how amazing they are. So yeah, I've, I've been listening for a while. I used to send you guys quick hits during the uh, Baker's Dozen. I was, you know, from inside recording don't, what the donut flavor was. So I, I love yeah. it. You guys have been great. I was telling uh, I was telling Megan on lot yesterday about you know all those early podcasts on the Osiris Network that like some are no longer around but like I was listening to those before they even got pulled into Osiris and then it's just like this happy family so it's awesome to hear you guys do it. Well, I appreciate both of you guys saying that. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for coming on. You guys are both welcome back anytime. Just let us awesome. know when you're going to shows, and we'll have you on. Sounds good. Oh, that'll I'll be, be going amazing. to Toronto, thank so I'm you. going. I'm going as far from home as I can this tour to go to Toronto. So maybe we'll You're doing the Toronto show. Oh, man, let's get in touch about that. That'll be awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right on. Well, you guys, Elliot, Erica, have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. Get some rest. Me too. Cooper, are you guys doing Raleigh and Merriweather, no. or are you guys done for a bit? I'm uh, done for a bit until Sunday AC and then and then uh, Toronto. Then you'll be back. I don't Erica, know. Yeah. how about you? I don't know. Jones? Was I wasn't even supposed to go to Jones, and as of right now I have a hotel in AC. But you know, the, I have little kids, so it's there's a lot of back behind the scenes. You know, come my, on, more, my, more accidental fish shows. <laughs> the grandparents can only handle so much, so yeah. they might need a break. But I got we'll a I got a six year old and eighteen month old. I'm right there with with both of you guys. Oh. And you got to figure out the ways to get to these shows. So I, I understand. Right. Yes, yes. Shout out to the kids and the the partners and the parents and anyone else who helps out to make this happen. It's uh, that's it's right, amazing. Yeah, for sure. Well, you guys get some rest. Soak in the bliss of a fish show. It's it's one of those things. The next day that you wake up and you haven't had a fish show the night before, it's a very different experience. So you guys are That's still right. you're still soaking in it, and we'll talk with you guys here soon. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right, Take be care, well. Erica. All right, guys. See Bye. Ya. Nice meeting you. You too. All right, all right, Elliot, Erica. Thank you so much for hanging with us here today. Um, we will be back this upcoming uh saturday excuse me we've got a show tomorrow night in raleigh off night here tonight but we'll be back saturday morning at 1 p.m eastern to chat about raleigh's first night uh we've got a returning guest who will be coming on alex may who talked with us about uh fish summer 92 you guys may remember that that came out a couple weeks back where he saw a horde show a santana show and a fish two set solo show had some really really cool thoughts about where the band was at at the time he is going to be joining us um we should have some of the crew uh, from HF Pod, who will be at Raleigh, RJ, Jonathan, and Megan will all be there. So they're going to be calling in to talk about their experiences. The last night, the last time that there was a Friday night show at Raleigh, it was one of my favorite shows of that summer tour, 2018. It's like the best kind of sloppiness. There's the runaway gym antelope weird mashup in set two. So every time they play Raleigh, they seem to bring something to the table. And I'm really excited to hear what this band currently, how they sound right now, how they go into that run, as well as Meriwether Post. We got a bunch coming to you from that as well so we'll see you this weekend everyone take care of yourselves be safe do well be well and we will see you here soon take care bye-bye
Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.